That was a little bit harsh, wasn't it? <laughs> Deserved. <laughs> uh, we are missing um, Jack Hope this week. He's uh, unfortunately uh, on court-ordered evening school. Um, we won't go into any more details other than that. But um, Study hard. As good one as any. Um, this week on the show, we will be covering the IPL final and what a final it was. Um, the England versus Pakistan series, which is currently ongoing. Not to mention Ireland. Very true, yep. We fit in a couple of games against Ireland, or one game against Ireland. And we will also be looking at club cricket, as well as fixing a little problem that is creeping into cricket. Let's get on with the show. Got it! Before we move on to the IPL final, let's go through a few updates from around the world of cricket. First up... Need to get this off my chest. Have you seen the latest um, kind of sponsorship nightmare from Virat Kohli and Rishabh Prent? Unfortunately, yes. I w- do, you, do you mean have I found the end to my pimple nightmares? C- correct, correct. Exactly. The yes. Himalayan sun cream or whatever they're, they're <laughs> spouting. If you haven't seen it, go on our Twitter at the Cricket Pod and watch this video. It is Kohli and Pant rapping, as far as I can tell. I think that's technically what it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely shit. And the only thing it makes me want to do is buy the hand cream so I can immediately squirt it into my eyes so I never have to see anything like it ever again. Is that worth it? Is it worth giving them the money for that? There are lots of other things you could squirt into your eyes for the same effect. Is it? <laughs> is it worse than the thing with um, Steve Smith... And Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes. And is that, was it Coley again? No, it wasn't Coley. It was, uh, he doesn't play for the same team as them, did he? Uh, can't remember who it was with, but I know exactly the thing you mean. Yeah. They're just weirdly dancing around it's in a circle. awful. Oh, isn't yeah. It? it was kind of a behind the scenes thing of like, yeah. The, and it's yeah. like, Steve Smith, like, obviously he's a, he's a knob, but you could see no. that he was taking the piss. Ben Stokes, when it was his turn, was taking it so seriously. Maybe that's what happened in Bristol. Someone took the piss out of his dancing <laughs> and it got a bit too much. Uh, but moving away from Cody uh, into more pressing matters, we've got the Hundo. The Hundo branding from the ECB has been released and a bit more detail around it. Yeah, and it is bloody ridiculous. It's great, isn't it? You know, you know when you're like in uh, at uni, it's like th- say third year of uni, and there's the big grad ball, yeah. and someone's put together a poster. Mm-hmm. Looks like that. Basically, that's right. It looks like they've they've given it to the intern. Yeah, they've given it to the intern. The intern goes right. What what am I into? Uh, I'm into nightclubs and go go nerving. I sound so old right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they go right. Who's it aimed at? Our oh, kind of teenagers and women uh, on Andrew Strauss's directive beforehand. And he goes nightclub picture. He's gone to like a Getty Photos kind of website, phone that up, and then well, I don't know what the the, the oh, it's just awful. The hundred is coming, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Is that a lame the, Game of Thrones reference? The hundred as well? is, the, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is, isn't it? it? I didn't pick up on that. It is the hundred. It is genuinely is, isn't it? Yeah. Have, the they, have they not watched any of the latest series? 
Yeah, the tagline is 100 is coming. The, the photo is from a <clears throat> concert in Miami about two years ago. Wow. So that's that's the kind of vibe they're going for. The ECB proving they are behind in the times already. <laughs> <laughs> and, but they've already changed that, haven't they? They've already, there was a bit yeah. of backlash yeah. and they've already changed it. Um, but that didn't stop them from saying that, oh, the draft is going to be in October. It's all going to be great. Um, by the way, we've changed the format of a normal kind of knockout and group competition. It's just like, okay, ECB, maybe you figured out something that the rest of the world hasn't picked up on yet. But they've gone with one semi-final. Yeah. So it's, it's an eight-team tournament, mm-hmm. and what they've said is the best way to do this, obviously, is the top three teams. <laughs> After the league format has run its course, yeah. the top three teams are the one who have the chance. Remi- to remind final. me, Robin, how many teams are there in the IPL? Eight. And how many teams qualify for the playoffs in the IPL? A rather boring four. And was it really good? Uh, you say really good? Do you mean very exciting cricket that everyone wanted to watch? Yes. Then yes. Right. Um, so I think it's an excellent decision from the ECB to move away from that format for Mahundo. Because, yeah, well, let's it. be honest, we it's want it to fail. But but that format has been done, hasn't it? It's old. It's stayed. Well, some would say if it ain't broke... And how can you ex- Fix it harder. <laughs> how can you expect children to count past the number of three? That is true. That's a very good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. Yeah, yeah I'm just not in the. I'm not in the the so method of thinking of Andrew Strauss and the ECB. So, what, what does that does that just lead to kind of a bunch of just dead rubber games in reality? Or is hopefully, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's more genius thinking from the ECB. Um, I have no idea who's in charge of them now. Like, it's just a circus, really, isn't it? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Why don't you throw your hat into the ring? I'll give it a good go. I'll give it a great go. In fact. Uh, the people who are giving it a really good go are the organisers of Euroslam. So this is the T20 competition um, based in Scotland, Ireland and Holland. And The Netherlands. The Netherlands, sorry. Not just in Holland. Not just in Holland. So the Euroslam. Can either of you guess who is trying to sponsor the Euroslam and suggested the name to the organisers? Just, just a wild guess. So... Max, you, you, you've got a notorious dirty mind, so I think that fits in with yeah. your, the, what's, uh, what the answer is. How about Anne Summers? Oh, Anne Summers, that's a, that's a good one, but incorrect. Incorrect, uh, unfortunately, not a huge brand in the Netherlands, Anne Summers. No. Uh, Anne Summers. Any, uh, any guesses? Rice Krispies. <laughs> Rice Krispies. I mean, yeah. snap, crackle and pop is what they want the, uh, exactly. the, the stunwoods to do. What, what about Gold Member from Austin Powers? <laughs> so, so a long reference, that one, Max. Uh, no, it's Pornhub. So Pornhub, the um, the, uh, the streaming service, shall I, uh, shall I put it if I put it Adult delicate, streaming service. Adult streaming service. Um, I've got one with the name Euroslam, um, which is obviously relatively tasteful uh, in this way. And, uh, Somewhat on a matter pig, isn't uh, it? <laughs> so <I'm> just, <laughs> just, just Googled Pornhub Euroslam. <laughs> the second thing that comes up is Slam in Cologne. <laughs> so I don't know if Connor's been doing this. But. So, but... It is amazing how uh, Pornhub are trying to expand what they're trying um, their viewing audience. Well, I mean, in the UK, they're soon going to have uh, the details of everyone over the age of eighteen, aren't they? So mm-hmm. that is true. That's a, that's a good thing for internet privacy. Yeah. So they're going to capture. So that, so what they'll be able to do, the internet providers will be able to give the ECB everybody's name who's watching cricket on Pornhub, and then they've got a solid marketing campaign there. Finally, the hundo's doing something right. 
They're just on another level to us, aren't they? They're thinking on a different plane. It's 4D chess, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never uh, graduated from 1D chess. No, <laughs> so, bearing all of that in mind, Robin, who are the big stars of the Euroslam? Yeah, so the, the people in the 2019 Euro T20 Slam who are going to make a big splash are Babar Azam. Right. Um, so Babar Azam. Pakistani as international. As everyone knows, Pakistani international. Mm-hmm. Not, not um, Babar Azam. Well, just quickly moving on. Um, so Babar Azam, actually a pretty iconic icon to get into the tournament mm-hmm. because so far in T20 internationals, he is averaging 54.2. That's quite good. Which is quite good, isn't it? Yeah. High score, 97 not out. Strike rate of 128, which isn't insane, but if you're getting 54 each game, you take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got Baba Azam, we've got Rashid Khan. Absolutely awesome. Afghani spinner. Good and player. Not too bad with the bat as well. Yeah, good player. Uh, Chris, uh, Am I right saying that he's the highest ranked T20 bowler in the world? Rashid uh, Khan, I think he is. If not now, he used to be. Okay. Yeah. Very good player. Um, so we've got yeah, Baba Azam, Rashid Khan, Chris Lynn, Australian, okay. big yeah. hitter, big hitter, Brendan McCullum. Wow, that's, a, that's needs, a, no, needs no introduction. Luke Ronkey. Oh yeah, New Zealand. Keep yeah, New Zealand solid player. He's getting on to thirty-eight now, but thirty-eight. He can still hit the ball. The, the mature category yeah, of uh, marquee uh, um, players. Yeah. This Euro Slam is starting to sound a little bit like the uh, the MLS, isn't it? Yeah, they're recruiting the Dilfs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Like Adolf Rashid, is he? Adolf, um, <laughs> he's, like, he's unfortunately uh, co-contracted. Um, and the last icon, Shane Watson. Only 37. Oh, still yeah. knocking out of the park. Spring chicken. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What else has Shane Watson been up to recently? Other than playing in the IPL. This week it was the IPL final, so after all the song and dance of the whole competition, it was Mumbai Indians versus Chennai Super Kings. Ross, Ross's two favourite teams of the competition. One's a dirty bunch of cheats on the CSKA <laughs> side of things, and the other one had an unbelievably abhorrent Netflix documentary made around them. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really, I'm, I'm not, yeah. si- I'm what, not seeing what's the greater crime in your eyes. No, the, the pure self-indulgence of the Netflix documentary um, when their life is already yeah. completely, utterly self-indulgent. You reckon that's worse than literally cheating? No, because CSK <laughs> were banned for two years. Yeah. So, uh, But it was uh, Mahindra Singh Dhoni facing off against Rohit Sharma and there's a bit of a rivalry there. I'm not sure why. Dhoni's clearly a better player. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it all went down. It was a great final. Went to yeah. the final ball. Um, Mumbai Indians batted first. Um, and Quinton de Kock got off to a fantastic start like, he's a great player yeah. um, South Africa are going to be a force to be reckoned with at this World Cup I think mm. um, mainly because he is in the side um, what I really enjoyed was he just came out trying to hit everything for six and that's exactly how you should play cricket yeah. he did a pretty good job of it as well didn't he yeah four sixes no fours <laughs> yeah. <That's> <laughs> clear the rope yeah. clear the rope um, but I mean the innings was fine they got what 100 and 149 which is which isn't that's not it's not a huge total is it no but in so in the so these are the two teams uh, that came first and second in the league table mm-hmm. um, so they contested the first playoff um, knockout playoff uh, but back then the score was only one three something oh right so it's been quite a low scoring so a really good rival to be fair yeah yeah no definitely no, well, what I really liked about the Mumbai Indians innings was um, Q 
Kieran Pollard. So he just completely utterly came to the party. But um, Darren Bravo was bowling at him. And uh, Kieran Pollard's taken a huge step outside off. Like completely, it's like, I, I know that Darren Bravo's trying to bowl offside Yorkers. And so if I step over here, I've got more chance of hitting it. It was still wide and he missed the ball and it was pretty much on the other pitch. <laughs> but because he'd moved across, the umpire was just like, well, you could hit it. Yeah. And fair enough. That's a risk you take. Next ball, Dwayne Bra- uh, Darren Bravo has got exactly the same delivery in pretty much exactly the same place, but Pollard hasn't moved. So there is like a good three yards mm. over it, and the umpire didn't give a wide. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, it's one of the last times going. And Pollard has like, just lost it. He's absolutely lost it, and uh, he throws his bat into the air uh, and, then, and then catches it, kind of like a circus act to the with juggler. And... The next ball, everyone's kind of calmed down, coming down, and then Pollard takes his guard on the edge of the strip on the other side. <laughs> That's good fun. So, and then Darren Brown is full of, like, fully run into bowl, and Pollard at the last minute pulls away, and then it just all kicks off. All the umpires coming in, and it's like, what the hell is going on? And then you can, Kieran Pollard, is three times the size of both of the umpires. Surely, as the bowler, you're seeing, uh, Pollard lining up that far outside of some, you know he's not going to face the division. <laughs> There's no way he's just going to let you bowl a Yorker at the stumps yeah. while you're standing there. Like you've got to be expecting. It's a game of chicken, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. But it's, it's, it's that thing we've always said. So on this podcast, have complete enough to disregard for the umpires. Yeah, like they get so many decisions wrong. They ruin so many. Weekends. Our listenership's been increasing by the by the day. Which, so I completely respected Kieran Pollard for doing that, and yeah. especially in a game of such high stakes. It's all mind games. It is, and uh, I think it worked. I think on the whole, it, it galvanised the side. It yeah. took a little fire underneath the Mumbai Indians. Yeah, and Pollard himself ended up forty-one not out, twenty-five balls. Big you, game player. You take him. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that moves us on to CSK innings, which Shane Watson opening up and like, his final game of the IPL was retiring, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he's moving on to bigger things of the Euro Slam. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, in the field, he um, sliced his knee open. So mm. he had to have six stitches in his knee. And then it was just like, no, I'm going out to bat. So he was given the option of, look, you're going to bust your knee. He's going to be, no. and he's like, nope, I'm going out, final game. And fair play to him. What an innings. Like, yeah. Really well played. That's adrenaline for you. <laughs> and uh, they were going well. They were really, they were getting there, but. Yeah. Mumbai Indians kept on chipping away, kept on chipping away, and in the end, it was what they needed. How many off the last over? I think it was fourteen, thirteen. Uh, um, Chennai needed nine off the last over, eight to bring it to a super over. And they were facing Malinga, whose figures Malinga. at that point were three overs, none for forty-two. Yeah, that's that's a bold decision for Rohit Sharma to bring on Malinga there. Uh, Malinga, as we said in the IPL preview, mm. is now a bit of a portly fellow. Well, he's had his life and he's lived it well. Yeah, see, there's a lot of investment that's gone into that body. Exactly. That's the way I see it. Um, but fair play to him. Yeah. Like, he Big got, game player. Huge game Experienced. And it, yeah, more than likely, you're, like, you're on a level head in that scenario. And unfortunately, Shane Watson lost his head. Yeah, well, so so first three balls of the over. Um, Watson gets a single on the first. Jadeja gets a single on the second. Then Watson manages to run two on the third. So at this stage, uh, they need five to win off three balls. Mm-hmm. Then, then, Malinga to Watson, 
tries to go for the second run. And I mean try in the loosest possible sense. Yeah, there, there was a bit where... So normally in cricket, so you, you'll have the whole pan. The, the TV screen will show the whole whole field. You'll, you'll see both ends and both runners. On this bit, it didn't show Shane Watson running at all, did it? No. He, he went yeah. out of screen. Yeah, running is a grandiose term for what he must have been doing. Yeah, he, he, he went out of screen. <laughs> um, I, th- I think he then bought a car off Ravi Ashwin. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then he, he tried out the Harrier SUV because apparently it's the best car you can ever buy. <laughs> and, and of all the times for the SUV to break down, he was exactly. on the way back for the second run. It was, it was, and he was miles out. It was going kind of full on, full on dive, and he was destroyed. I think it was, I think it was tears from Watson um, run out and left him with what two two runs to win off of uh, the last ball. Uh, so Watson was out on the fourth ball of the over. Oh, okay. So then Thacker comes in, uh, manages to get two off the fifth ball. So then we're at the stage where Chennai need two runs off the final ball. And this way, time pretty much just stops, isn't it? Oh, it was at least five minutes in between the fifth and sixth balls there. And the set-out crowd, could you imagine just the atmosphere? No. Right? Being there would have been amazing. And, but the pressure on those players yeah. was so significant. Yeah. But ultimately, they need one run for a super over. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. And Wicked Kid was back, Malinga bowling. What possibly is Malinga going to do? Malinga has to go for a wicket. He has to bowl at the stumps. Full and straight. Every time. And what's Malinga's most famous ball? The slower delivery. Slower ball Yorker. All Thakar has to do is like, just play straight. All he has to do is bat get back there. He, no. can, he can actually set up to play a forward defensive. <laughs> He's and, not going to bang it in yeah, short, is he? Yeah. Let's be honest. He could no. set up to do it and they would have mo- like, there was a high chance they were going to get that single. Yeah. You know, you might be lucky. You might spy off an edge and go for four. Exactly, yeah. There could be a run-out opportunity. Just make sure you get bat on ball. Um, but what does he decide to do? Goes goes for the, uh, the, the the champagne helicopter digging out a leg stump Yorker for six. He he is... I can't even... Ridiculous. Be, I can't even begin to describe how far away he was from the delivery. But if you'd have got it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if you'd have got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In an alternate universe, shoulda, woulda, coulda. He's the hero. Exactly. He'd so, be popping bottles of champagne for the rest of his life. But old, uh, old Dumpy Malinga was yeah. the hero. And fair, fair play. Mumbai Indians take their third or fourth crown, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the cheats don't win, which is a great thing. It's a shame. Um, is it Abami, the, uh, the owner of um, Mumbai? Abami, isn't it? Abami, so the richest man in India. Um, no one's going to find out about his affairs, are they? His wife and son are happy for the for another year. Not this year. Yeah. Alleged, Ross. <laughs> alleged. Um, but all in all, fantastic tournament. Yeah. Um, we did have a, a few guesses around who would be the MVP of the tournament. We did. Nobody said Andre Russell. No. Yeah. And the unbelievable, most valuable player, Andre Russell. Yeah. Um, bowl, bat, um, great fielder. Won, won so many games on his own in the first four or five yeah, no, for yeah, for Kolkata Knight Riders, yeah. and he was back at seven for loads of it. Yeah, imagine if that opened, crazy. or at least yeah, stick him in at four. Yeah, I mean he, he, he averaged fifty six point six seven. Uh, want to guess his strike rate? Um, I, I want to say it's two thirty. Two oh four point eight. That is amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane. How many games is that? Over uh, fourteen games, thirteen innings. That's. 13 different innings. That is a real else, purple patch of form. Against it? what are presumably the best 2020 bowlers 
in the world. Yeah, 31 <laughs> yeah, on the biggest 52 sixes. 52 sixes. <laughs> that, that is big dick energy. That yeah. is what that is. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, speaking of purple patches, the purple cap. Oh, very good. Imran Tahir. So, we said uh, in the preview he's a, a wily bowler. Yeah. Bowls for ZSK. Um, he's 40. Yeah. He's yeah. 40 years old. You don't lose it. And bowls leg spin, but he's, cl- he's just, he's just he been he's amazing. Yeah. He's been amazing. And he's uh, recently signed for Surrey, your beloved 20, Surrey. 20 Blast, yeah. yeah. Um, Did you have a 2020 membership at Surrey? Actually, you know what? I don't think I've mentioned it uh, many times, but oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So I'll be going down to all the 2020 games. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of complete tickets, um, sorry, Max, that was harsh. Uh, no, sorry, I thought you were referring to him around to here. <laughs> um, David Warner. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I wouldn't say when we hate the Australians. So that's quite, we wouldn't go that far. Uh, we have a grudging respect for them. Yeah, and we, we think they're going to More grudging do, than respect. Yeah, we, we think they're going to do reasonably well at the World Cup. They're going to give us a tough old time in the ashes. Um, and one of the main reasons is David Warner. Yep. He's absolutely bloody brilliant. Yep. And he only play, oh, was it 11 games? 12 games. 12 games, and he's the orange cap winner. So that's the person who get the most runs in the tournament. 692 runs. That is phenomenal. Yeah, ninety nine runs ahead of the nearest challenger, who played two more games than him. Yeah, average six nine point two, strike rate one hundred and forty three point eight. It was one of the only things that we guessed correctly. Yeah. So, as a podcast, we guessed that David Warner was going to win the Orange Cap. Uh, if, you but, throw, if you throw enough shit at the wall, <laughs> <laughs> but as we all know, he's used up all his runs. He's used up 692 of his runs I mean, before like, the World Cup. Yeah, we don't know what his uh, annual allocation is, but I suspect that's the uh, 693. Exactly. Imagine you've played nine games <laughs> in a round robin and hit one run. <laughs> one run. <laughs> so it's not looking good for Johnny Bairstow though on that front, if, if that is the case. Yeah. So Johnny Johnny was number ten, 445 runs. But what you don't know is his allocation for runs in England. Is six thousand. Okay, oh, that's so right. he's got way more to come. All right, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so overall, I, I thought the IPL was fantastic. We we thought it was going to be good, but it was it, it outstripped my expectations. How about yourself, Max? Yeah, absolutely. The first time I really followed it mm-hmm. and thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I wasn't really expecting it to be as good as it was. There was so much drama. Yeah, so great. much drama. Dodgy, dodgy wickets. <laughs> Shithousery, left, right, and centre. Huge run chases. Uh, cracking final to top it all off. Love it. R- Robin? Yeah, same as Max. This is the first time I've really watched it, but it's kind of quick daily doses of high quality cricket, Love which it. is all you can ask for, really. If the Hundo even get half of that, <laughs> exactly. what a tournament. And they will be lucky to get half of that. <laughs> so, great tournament on the whole. Um, let's go out with Robin. What are your best jingles? So with the IPL out of the way in the past, and we look forward to the next incarnation next year. In the rearview mirror of the cricketing journey. Yeah. Cricket never sleeps. Cricket never sleeps. Well, up... Coming up on the horizon is the World Cup. And what do you do before the World Cup? You warm up. And that's exactly what England have been doing. Oh, who have they been doing lunges with, Max? Well, they started off with a, a light sparring against Ireland in okay. a one-off ODI. Seems followed, a bit pointless, isn't it? Yeah. Followed by a, a little departure from the format 
to a one-off T20 against Pakistan right. before moving on to the one-day series against Pakistan. So uh, how did they get on against um, Little Old Ireland? Yeah, it went really well. Uh, bowled Ireland out for 198. Well, Joffre Archer's first game for England? Yeah, took a wicket, bowled fairly nicely, went for five and over, not too bad, mm-hmm. but was out bowled by... Uh, a man who you might think he's rivalling for a place in the World Cup squad, Liam Plunkett, who took four for. Ah. Although they weren't four of the most classic wickets you'll ever see. But they all count. no pictures in the scorebook. Yeah, they all count. Um, unfortunately, uh, England then contrived as much as they could to lose the game. Uh, and this, uh, yeah, but this memo didn't quite make it to uh, Ben Folks and Tom Curran. Super Ben Folks. Who showed England home with uh, maturity, belying their experience on the international stage. Yep. So a four-wicket win to, to start off. Not the most convincing. But, but it, it did mean that um, Ben Folks was the first ever player to get man of the match on his short-form debut and his long-form debut, which is... Uh, That's a like, pretty good little start. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I like that. Shame he won't be in the ashes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we followed out with a T20 against Pakistan. Won that fairly comfortably by seven wickets. It's a pointless kind of exercise, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you've always got to throw one in, haven't you, for some reason. Yeah, you just do... Yeah. There's only ever one. Yeah, it's a bit pointless. Don't see it. But, you know. Should have played um, 100 game against them, but, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's kicked off the five-day series. Yeah. Um, first first game, summer arrived, well and truly, with torrential rain <laughs> in South London. <laughs> I was listening to the cricket, and then I saw the rain outside my window. And then, very shortly after, as it's just a half an hour walk, to the oval from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the covers were on, and that was that was basically it for the rest of the day, on and off. Um, but Joffre Archer in the four overs, he managed to bowl. Uh, one for six. Wow, that's not too bad. Promising start. So you think, with that kind of form, you're excited to see what he's going to do in the second and third early eyes. Absolutely. No. Didn't play. In either one? No. Dropped. Dropped unceremoniously. Do you think they made their decision? Is that? I mean, so I was uh, actually at the oval for the first... Rained off you camp. were, yeah. Um, uh, in between my many circuits around the Oval, picking up <laughs> beer, food, whatever was on offer. Chat with Alex Stewart. Exactly. You know, just soaking up the atmosphere and soaking up the rain. <clears throat> um, uh, I would say that Joffre was highly impressive. Yeah. Um, very threatening. There were, I think his first two or three overs went for no runs um, <laughs> not bad which isn't bad it's um, quite difficult to look threatening at the oval at times isn't it exactly yeah. I, mean, no, I, mean, but... I mean Sarah can try not to look very threatening but no I, 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 yeah, I would say that uh, if I was an opposing team mm-hmm. looking to see what I wanted the England team to be like I would not want Archer to be in there and so could that be the reason that he's been dropped so, so maybe it's not dropped at all I think, I think his place is secure so, they, so they, they've in their head they've already selected him but they don't want people to look at how he's bowling or something like that. so it's kind of just like this is a secret even though they've got the plethora of IPL and other T20 yeah. no, I think that but I think also now it's mainly a playoff between the other bowlers mm-hmm. to see who's not who, who's who yeah. is taken out of the team so, so with that in mind how did uh, the second ODI go Max uh, so England's Batted first and scored 373. That's pretty much a par score for England these days, let's be honest. Butler scored an unbeaten century, uh, brought up his century off uh, 50 balls. Um, <laughs> As you do. Pretty quick. I think the second 50 was off something like 16 again. He's just, just 
It's astonishing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely it's astonishing. Yeah. Can't bowl to him. I mean, if you do bowl it in the slot against him repeatedly, you're going to disappear, and that is kind of what happened. Right. He, he turns the whole pitch into the slot, though, is the problem. They need to expand that graphic on Sky when Butler was batting, don't they? Exactly. There, was, there was a bouncer that came into him, and it almost looked like he was in the Matrix. He was like mid-air, and in, in his action of jumping in the air to get his body in the right position, he then thwacked it over kind of backward point for six. Yeah, uh, um, but like, you could never put that. No, none of us. No, no, no. Well, n- n- nearly, nearly, no, no. I'm not sure. Refresh I can even, speak, speak for yourself. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can, <laughs> not sure I can hit an orthodox six. Like that, so. Um, so yeah, defending set 373. Uh, oh, I, I do like how you've completely brushed over the the other people in the innings who also. Well, yeah, Roy hit runs. 87, I think. Morgan hit more runs. Morgan hit some They're runs. They're all in good, running, going, you know, going, going, going great guns. Butler's the man, isn't he? He is the universe, Joss. <laughs> um, but yeah, we won that by 12 runs in that game. So the bowling unit not doing themselves it, a whole lot of It was touch and there. go until the last couple of overs. So I, I don't think I'm being out of order here by saying that England are going to rely on their batting during the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be the first time it's been said either. No. Is, is it a case of the, the football analogy of just like, uh, we're going to score more one more goal than you kind of thing? Yeah, we're Kevin Higgins entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if we beat him! <laughs> It'll be, yeah, come the final, England Australia will be Kevin Keegan on the screen. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so second game, third uh, game. So, well, yes, third game, technically. Second, second game to actually uh, finish. Uh, Pakistan batted first and scored three hundred and fifty-eight. which is a pretty good score, especially England had dropped a few players. Yeah, as well. uh, so it was so. down at Bristol. It was a bit short. Straight boundary, about mm-hmm. 55, 60 yards, but even so. Do you know, it used to be one of the largest. It used to, sorry to butt in there, that was completely rude of me. Well, carry on. Uh, it used to be the, the largest outfield in uh, counter cricket. Really? Uh-huh. And now it's one of the shortest. Yeah, Bristol, also the location last year of a smashing century by Moen in a one day international. Mm-hmm. Got its 100 off 60 balls or so. Gotta love Mo. Gotta love Mo. And in celebrating that century by Mo, mm-hmm. Some of the England players went to the embargo oh. nightclub. Yeah. Now, my my big I can't issue actually with remember this, what happened after yeah, that. My big but. issue with this story, mm-hmm. having been to Bristol University, yeah. uh, is the description of embargo as a nightclub. Okay. It's a glorified bar and it's a fucking shithole. <laughs> <Do you laughs> so, and I really don't know what the England cricketers were doing. Do you think that's why they were so annoyed? <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, that's, it's so bad. I, I like the fact that a guy got like kicked in the head and mm. then yet yeah, Max's biggest gripe of the whole thing in the evening is that the media coverage of the of the place. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, it, previ- the previous uh, problem with people, uh, England uh, cricket players having... Uh, Encounters at a night place mm-hmm. was uh, when Joe Root wore the um, fake beard. Do you remember this? Uh, the walkabout and got in a fight with Warner. <laughs> oh yeah! So their choice of night uh, life yeah. isn't the greatest. Walkabout, another yeah. another famously famous nightclub upmarket. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that that uh, so the Bristol ODI. Yeah. So big score posted by Pakistan. Um, uh, excellent century by is it Fakazaman? I think so. Um, yeah, absolute class. Um, really, really bossed it. And you th- yeah, it's a, that's yeah, a like 150, wasn't it? Yeah, and, uh, I think it's the top score in Pakistan. I yeah, well, but on TMS, they were worried. Yeah, no, they well, were saying, well, we don't have Josh Butler in the side. It's a big score to chase down, like you say. They dropped Butler or rested Butler. Rested Butler. Um, fortunately, 
for England. Uh, they raced to 150 odd for no wicket and were over halfway there by 23 overs. I find it amazing that like Jason Roy gets a load of plaudits around the way he bats. Yeah. Like, Butler's clearly amazing. Morgan's clearly amazing. Somehow, the most aggressive man in the world, old Yorkshire's Johnny Bairstow, seems to somehow go under the radar. And I yet, don't know about that. Another hundred for Bairstow. They were singing his praises. I, f- I feel like he doesn't get his, uh, the plaudits he deserves. Like perhaps, in, perhaps that's a credit to him that you just expect it from him. I think in the last in his last ten, or at least a minimum ten um, ODI innings, his average ball was to a hundred. Is seventy five. It's not bad. Not bad. Astonishing. Not bad at all. Yeah, he didn't he's... didn't quite hit the shot of the innings though. That was uh, that was Jason Roy with his um, weird like sort of golf back swing. foot covered drive for six mm. thing, which was just mental. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, absolutely astonishing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we chased that down with thirty one balls to spare <laughs> and one by six wickets. Like ha- that's it was yeah. Nonsense, really. Pakistan were a bit run ragged. So it was strange to me that a team like Pakistan, who might well have a good chance of like, winning the World Cup potentially if they had a bit of confidence, got a younger team, would agree to play a five day warm up series against the best team in the world. Well, like, I mean, I guess. Well, you want to test yourself? You want to get experience in the conditions. It's got, it's got to be a confidence thing. Like you, you, the young bowlers. Uh, there's, there's a couple of like, twenty-one-year-olds in there. Yeah. If they get hit, like they are, better out of the stadium, like, and, like again and again and again, that like, you can be as resilient as you like. Do you know, that's going to that's going to dent your confidence. Yeah, it depends on your mentality, I suppose. You could think of it as we're facing the favourites of the tournament in their ideal conditions. If we can even get close to them... Which, to be fair, they, you know, they sure. have, haven't they? Like, yeah. yeah they've, they've given us a run for their money. Our money so far, so... Well, we'll have to have to wait and see. But it's pretty, yeah, it's been pretty exciting. Other people will have to wait and see. Joe Denley. But yeah. what's he doing there? Yeah. Bold one over. Meat in the room. Three, <laughs> three full tosses. Mm. Like, it, it, unfortunately, it... I don't know why he's there. And, no. uh, Apparently Jack Leach has been bowling well today. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, one last bit of interest from the uh, one-day games was Tom Curran's run-out. A bit of nifty footwork. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've heard that he's not... Beautiful finish it off the post. Mm. So maybe those warm-ups uh, are, uh, are a good thing after all. Well, I've heard that he's not the best in the football warm-ups. No. Not one of the most nifty with his feet. But it worked. Clearly paying off. So that leaves two more games in the series. Uh, the next one being uh, tomorrow for us, Friday the 17th mm-hmm. of May. At time of recording. At time of recording. Um, with the big news that England will be missing their captain, Owen Morgan, banned what's your, for what's your a band? slow overrate. That is in a match which, as you said, Max, we had 31 balls to spare. <laughs> yeah. And like, it wasn't just a little bit late either. It was like half an hour. Over the time, it was pretty bad. <laughs> okay, so overrates are becoming more and more of a problem. That so overrates. Yeah, well, they've been, it's been def- widely discussed in Test cricket. You very rarely get your ninety overs in for the day unless you're bowling the subcontinent with six spinners. Yeah, and if you're spending like, what sixty, seventy quid if you go to a Lord's Test match or something, yeah, not good enough. No, um, at the cricket pod, we can fix this, can't we? The Cricket Podcast. 
de Cricket Podcast. So the current punishment, as we said, is a ban for players. So you get like demerit points, and if you got a slow over eight, I think it's two games, you get an instant one game ban. Only for the captain, right? Yeah. yeah. But then the um, yeah, ban the whole lot, all the bowlers. The, the, the players get fined. The players ten percent of the match fee. Yeah. Per over there behind the run. Yeah. Right? So I think it was thirty percent that the England players got fined yeah. this week. Um, but with the amount of money that's kind of pumping through the cricket now. It's almost pointless. It's always like the fines footballers get for yellow cards. It's almost pointless. Um, so we think that there should be different things introduced. I mean, in the T20 blast, there's different rules. Yeah, they've got a cut-off time. So there's, they'll, they'll put a time up for when you're supposed to have finished uh, bowling your overs, or at least so you're supposed to have started bowling your final over mm-hmm. by the cut-off time. And then for every minute you're late, um, so there's five, five penalty runs. Given to the opposition, so that's which, yeah, it does. It yeah, it keeps things ticking along. And um, Surrey, I don't know if I've mentioned, but I have a 2020 membership. At Surrey, so I'm going to the 2020. <laughs> is it Surrey, not Sussex? Yeah. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Surrey are so, particularly so it's, bad. Are the Oval is this? Yeah, the Oval. Yeah, the yes. Oval. Yeah. Okay. You know, actually, it's one pound uh, cheaper beer in the members. Oh really? Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. But Surrey are particularly bad at meeting this cut of time. Right. So you'll often find. With the last couple of overs, they are sprinting into their positions. It's really funny to watch, actually. Um, but as lo- so, as long as you're at your starting positions to bowl the final over yeah. in time, then it's all right. So you often see them like with with after at the end of the 18th, like 19th over, just kind of leg it, kind of Benny Hill music. Absolutely yeah. legging it all over the place, which is quite funny. But so I think I think penalty runs is a good yeah. thing. No, but I, th- but I, I think mean, it should be harsh. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't see why they couldn't do that at the end of every hour. In yeah. test matches or mm-hmm. ODIs, yeah. just say if you haven't bowled what twelve overs mm-hmm. in this time, mm. then you get five penalty runs. I think yeah. that's absolutely right. That there's time. no reason you can't do that. No. Even the bowlers who have like fifteen pace run ups or whatever, mm. doesn't matter. You're choosing to bowl these guys; they know they have to bowl it. And the, get the, around. Even that's not what makes it slow. It's the captain and everyone talking and saying, "Should we do this? Should we do this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the problem with you not having a plan set in stone with your bowlers. Yeah. yeah. The only, obviously, the only uh, downside with that is when things happen that so, are so beyond add, your control. Add in yeah. a minute or so. But what you need, window. what you need is a consistent application of those rules because you do often find in the 2020 games there have been times where you know a batsman's taking to taking a long time to go off mm-hmm. or something weird happened like a, a the sprinkler. It was one game last year I went down with the sprinklers. Doing, doing the, sprinkler. <laughs> the sprinklers just came on halfway through the game. <laughs> Um, yeah, normally the umpires are like, you add on a couple of minutes. But yeah. sometimes it doesn't get done, and then that's unfair. So there was one game where Surrey actually did fall foul of the uh, cut-off time. Because Peter Trego was just being a knob. Between overs, he was taking his gloves off, pissing around, like standing around, delaying everything. Mm-hmm. And the umpires didn't do anything about it, and they didn't add the time on. And Surrey ended up um, giving away five runs for it. Fortunately... <laughs> They still won. So this is but, a bit where they've got a match official who are not the umpire. They've got the third umpire who kind of sits in his little ivory tower watching the game and things like that. Why can't he have a little stopwatch? Why can't he sit yeah. up there and be the adjudicator of this? Well, it's not... Yeah, it's... It's not difficult, is it? No, it's not difficult. It can be implemented. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's an option. Yeah, because I mean, you can be timed out for taking too long to come to the crease. Yeah. So I think if you take too long to leave the field, do one. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got... Bringing in some kind of timer, mm. you know, penalty runs. Shot clock. Yeah. Shot clock, yeah. So in the hondo, to be fair to them, they've yeah. got this in. Yeah. 
They have got this in, so they've got they've got the countdown between overs to make sure that everybody's ready. Right, um, overs are they called? Are they technically called overs? Um, under? I, I don't know. They've probably dumbed that down. So, would it batch? Well, I mean, yeah, because it's ten, <laughs> what, ten balls per end. Grouping. They have a murder of yeah. balls. Maybe you can bowl two in a you can bowl two in a row if you like. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. God, imagine if you bowl if you've got a ten ball over, but you actually th- you throw in three or four no balls as well. <laughs> it's gonna be a long, long time. That's a long over, isn't it? Yeah, if it was a I don't like cricket club, we'd be there for a long time. <laughs> the world's first fifty ball over. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Um, any well, less serious suggestions from either of you? Well, one of the things that slows people down is um, getting into position, isn't it? Okay. And uh, especially when you've got a left-hand, right-hand partnership and there's a lot of slipping over to do. Huge confusion for those so with a smaller brain. One option could be to actually build the pitch on some sort of rotating axle so that at the end of the over, <laughs> you just spin the ground around and everyone's already in position. Yeah, like a lazy Susan sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely brilliant. That umpire just gives it a whirl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wheel of go. fortune. Wheel of fortune. You don't know where it's going to land. You know, your mid-off could actually end up being a square leg. Who knows? <laughs> that just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. You're finally talking sense. Right? That's the best <laughs> idea you've had in this podcast. That's fantastic. Rob, Rob, anything from you? Nope. I don't think you'd be able to talk. <laughs> no, that's it. You're not going to be able to That's all we need. That so is it. That's that's we, we, we fixed it. So. It's the kind of thinking that the ECB is lacking. So a rotating cricket pitch. Solved it. Yep. Done. Done. Okay. Well, actually, I might stop just as a addendum. Yeah. I presume there'll be different circles for the inner and outer. So the inner circle has oh, got its own spinner. spinner. Oh, yeah. The concentric. Outer field's got concentric its own spinner. spinners, yeah. So you could do them against each other. Absolutely. So yeah. What I really like about this is that it's really channeling the 1990s hit show gladiators. Exactly. And I think if you can have more gladiators style thing yep. in things like the Hundo, mm. why not? Yeah, the travelator, bring it in. Exactly, because someone, if the captain said you need to come from the outfield to the infield, mm-hmm. you might have to run against the spin. Of the... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a hard job to come in. The travelator could be great as well if you want to just mix things up a bit and give the bowler a bit of extra pace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the travelator on the boom, strip. Boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, that's your power play. <laughs> yeah. Max, you've you've added a new dimension to this. I absolutely yeah. love it. gladiators meets cricket. Mm. Thing of beauty. Batsman, are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) So, we are into county championship now. So, it started again, thank goodness. Yep. The Royal Under One Day Cup, is it ended, Max? Uh, Nearly. Nearly, Nearly, okay. Uh, so the final is on the 25th of May Okay. Uh, between Somerset and Hampshire, so an all-south representation. I don't suppose, um, I, mean, I haven't got my calendar on me, but can, I don't know if you know of anything else that's happening on the 25th of May. Uh, I think, um, oh, oh wait, England are also playing Australia down in Hampshire. Oh, uh, oh in Hampshire? Oh, yes, in oh, oh, okay. So ECB's scheduling, world class. Absolutely yeah. world class. Once again. But they are 100% behind the Royal London One Day Cup. They wouldn't <laughs> yeah. do anything to undermine that competition. No, not at all. It's no. going from strength to strength. Yeah. Um, yeah, so our One Day Cup final at Lords for the last time. Um, Hampshire, um, obviously, re, uh, 
are protecting or trying to retain, yeah, trying to retain their title. James Vince, um, Riley Russo. I was there last year, and Riley Russo scored a, a very, very, very good ton. So mm. uh, be hard to beat, I think. Be hard to beat. Yeah, the Somerset are the team in form at the moment. They're um, top of the county champ. Yeah, and they dispatched uh, Knotts, who were widely tipped to win the competition uh, before Alex Hales' minor indiscretion. Um, but yeah, they beat Knotts by 115 runs in the semi-final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Hampshire beating Lancashire by four wickets. So, Somerset going into that full of confidence. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a very gentle whispers down um, in Somerset around the treble. Well, wouldn't well. that be something? Well. No, okay, um, but the four-day championship, the one we all know and love. Yes, that's back. It's back. Back with a bang. Anything uh, good happening, Max? Well, if we uh, turn, our, turn our watching gaze back to Ash's... Cam. The Ash, Ash's Places watch for Yeah. Uh, Rory Burns has uh, hit some form at just about the right time. Uh, he scored 100 for Surrey uh, against Somerset, believe okay. And also scored 70-odd in the second innings. So uh, a good good couple of innings for him. Although Somerset do look like they might win that one. Uh, they are currently on top. Um, and our old friend, Gary Balance... Balance for England. Another Daddy 100. Can't keep him down, can you? 59 against Kent. So was that his fourth or fifth century of the season? I, I mean, he's... I So many that I've lost count. He's a shoo-in. He's a shoo-in. He's, he's going to be playing for England. Not, yeah, and he's, you know, he was scoring hundreds in the one-day cup as well. He's, he's, gonna be he's in a rich vein of form. But, uh, uh, personally, I'm still going, I'd rather have Gary Balance in than Joe Denley. Lost faith in Joe Denley. Yeah. Well, if that's the choice. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also the danger that they might actually bowl Joe Denley as well. Uh, or, or... Yeah, balance, bo- balance does decent medium paces, doesn't he? Does he? Mm-hmm. No, there, there was, <laughs> uh, but there is Good a danger... Mark there is a danger that Keaton Jennings comes back in with his way Old in. Beaker. Old Beaker. Nah, 97. Nice. Really? Yeah, you got 97. Uh, um, anyone else? So... What outside an outside bet perhaps? Yeah. Uh, Dominic Sibley for yeah. Warwickshire hits six hundreds in a row. So, so the first time since Brian Lara. Uh, so I'm led to believe, yeah. Wow. So, uh, so but Max, you've got a bit of a gripe for yeah. Dom I'm Sibley. not a big fan of as as a Surrey fan. Don't know if that's been mentioned in the past. <laughs> uh, but Dom Sibley, uh, as a youngster, used to play for Surrey. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, when he was 18. Uh, he left because he didn't feel he was getting enough cricket. Okay. He played like over half of the games for Surrey that season mm-hmm. as an 18 year old. Maybe, um, maybe but, he's got you know, a pushy parent. Uh, yeah, apparently that wasn't good enough for him. Oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. Since he's left, he's been playing and he's been playing well. But, uh, yeah, I think he just should have, should have knuckled down and waited for his chance. But, Especially but, now with basically all of Surrey's team in the England squad. But I mean, cricket does attract those kind of people. It? it attracts those real self-centred, um, kind of like don't really care about anyone else other than their ambition. I mean, we know one. Yeah, I was going to say, fortunately, uh, one, one was not here today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think you should be hating on him. I think he's, no. he's got away. Well, luckily, Max does not grudge, so he doesn't care. <laughs> no, he's no. okay. Anyone else knocking on the door? Or in terms of county championship, Somerset leading the way. Yeah. Uh, well, I think um, Alistair Cook's deliberately not scoring many runs, so he doesn't have to play in the Ashes, which is very wise from him. He's an experienced head. He's he's no fool. Any uh, any runs for old um, Hasib Hamid? He was out for seven last innings, oh. unfortunately. 
I think that, that boat sailed, isn't it, unfortunately? Are you still only, what, 20, 21? He's got time. For the ashes, though. For the ashes. Oh, for the ashes, yeah. yeah. Um, and bowling-wise, any good options? So, Chris Wokes, it really looks like he's uh, going back to full fitness, and yeah. so is Mark Wood, but there's uh, always, always injury doubts. Yeah, well, we did, we did mention a little bit earlier that uh, Jack Leach has been bowling really well. He's been consistently taking wickets. Yeah, that, cons- that, that, for obvious, some that, yeah, that, obvious, uh, and, um, that obvious replacement for Mark Wood, yeah. Jack Leach. Yeah. Uh, well, li- well, another obvious replacement for <laughs> Mark Wood... Um, uh, Liam Dawson's been playing quite well mm. uh, particularly in the one day cup uh, scoring runs and taking wickets so I reckon he's not a bad outside shout for a for a world cup berth. okay um, did see that Jimmy Anderson yeah took, took a, a big a old blow crack to the knee and uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't look good it didn't look no, good no absolutely leathered a drive straight at him so and, I mean he's, he's, he's on a competition podcast yeah. so I mean we can't we can't wish him too well and, for, uh, for yeah. cricket chances. and the ashes, the ashes aren't for a while. So hopefully, hopefully it'll be okay. I think he's got time then. to yeah. recover. Anything else, Max? Uh, that's all for me on the, on the county. Love a bit of county championship. Driven by Triscothic, who just uh, trots through for a quick single. And Tomlinson, oh, that's a lovely shot. He's played that shot a few times now, Ben Brown. Absolutely shocking from Durham. Goes for a huge drive, McCarthy does not connect. Could easily have edged the catch behind there, didn't do so. Whether that's within the spirit of the game, who knows? The county championship. The county championship. The So, club cricket's back. I played my first... Two games of club cricket at the weekend. Congratulations on your return. Thank you. The yeah. cricketing world is better to have you. Oh, you're too kind. Uh, my batting figures aren't better to have me back, but that's by the by. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, as as part of club cricket, uh, we, we're going to be having a look at uh, a hall of shame, aren't we, Ross? Yeah, for, the, for this season, I think it's important to uh, really highlight um, when club cricket really isn't played in the right spirit. Yeah. I think the the whole world in general at the moment, um, it's, it's just not cricket is really playing into that. There's oh. a lot of uh, a lot of disparity in the world, and uh, unfortunately, that is stemming into the Sussex Premier League. Max, um, we were informed this week that um, Phil Salt has been called into the England squad for yeah. the T Twenty international against uh, Pakistan. So congratulations, but, Phil! Yeah, completely on merit. He's done absolutely amazingly for Sussex and very well deserved. However, on the Monday, he's in the England T20 squad. On the Saturday, he's not playing for Sussex. He's playing club cricket for Brighton. Right. In, and what division is that? Uh, well, it's the Sussex Premier League, so it's not a poor standard. No. But still, you're, you're playing against people who are not professionals. They still go to work five days a week. Uh, do, do, do Three Bridges play in the Sussex Premier League? They do. Three Bridges do play. Three in the Bridges, yeah. Um, so just well, give you a little idea, I guess, of, uh, of the level... I uh, play in the Surrey Downs League Division 2, mm-hmm. which, you know, fine. Uh, perfectly good enough standard for me. Uh-huh. Uh, we were playing, we got we got hammered uh, at the weekend, but, you know, we were playing as a team who we beat fairly comfortably last year. We had a bit of a, a weak side out. But one of their batsmen um, apparently used to open the batting for Three Bridges First eleven. Of the Sussex Premier League, or so, at least of once the Sussex Premier League. So, you could, yeah, so the, the standard... Is it's, it's not yeah. it's not it's not the highest ceiling if we put no. it that way. Um, so when you get people turning up on a Saturday to enjoy themselves, um, 
And it, it takes the whole day. Well, we've, we've discussed this before around how we can improve club at, cricket. At least the whole day. At least the whole day. And, <laughs> um, but do we, do we see it as a bad thing? So if there's one argument to say that Phil Salt being in that side, actually with the youngsters there, maybe he inspires a few more people to carry on playing cricket or like coaches and people through. Or do we see it as a real negative side of thing? And go, you know, well, why the hell is a professional cricketer playing at this standard and ruining people's Saturdays? Well, I think we've actually covered uh, this in a previous guide on the show. Okay. Um, uh, as for, for captains in um, picking uh, a cricket team, <laughs> in that you shouldn't pick anyone who is so much better or anyone who's so much worse. And I think Phil Salt definitely falls into the category of the kind of player who is far too good for the level and will ruin the day for everyone. So speaking of that, you, you need a captain who is going to buy into that. For, yeah. into that thing. Um, unfortunately, they have, um, <laughs> have ex-Scotland international Matt Macken. Is that, I'm, well, I think I'm saying his name correctly. Yeah, Matt Macken. Um, who hit 138. Right. Not out. Not out. So actually, I guess uh, he has been listening to the podcast in that one of our... Uh, Guide items of that week was to be the ca- as the captain, be the best player in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so fair enough. That is good. So you're thinking, well, so Brighton and Hove are playing Eastbourne. They've uh, they posted um, was it 200 or well, 300? I think 313 for four. 313 for four. They they turned up with an England international. It's an ex-Scotland international. Yep. And who's only 28, by the way. He's only 28, so not, not like they're turning out with a 50-year-old <laughs> ex And also, uh, I think it's a, Barbu- a Barbadian or Bermudan. I'm not sure. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, I think he plays for Bermuda. Um, so there's three international cricketers they turn up with. And Eastbourne turn up as Eastbourne. A little sun, <laughs> the, the, the sunny, sunny, sunny <laughs> seaside village in England. Yeah. And, do, do you think they knew what they were in for? Um, so Brighton have a history of this because because um, the Brighton's club ground is so close to Hove, then it's kind of an easy thing. So the so if they're not playing, if Sussex aren't playing, mm. Jason Gillespie pretty much turns around and goes, look, go and play for Brighton. Um, but in all due to Brighton, they have produced some good players over the years. However, as Sussex, it's quite a large place, Sussex, mm. and those people should be. Distributed fairly, no. probably across the teams. You shouldn't yeah. have, shouldn't have like many people on team. Um, but Eastbourne, I mean, how did you think they fared? Uh, I reckon they put up a stoic fight. Oh, okay, stoic fight. Let me let me give you let me give you um, let me give you some ranges. So, do we think they got within fifty runs of the score? Oh no. No, no, no. Correct, you go on to the second round. Do you think they got within 100 runs of the score? No, probably not, no. Okay, let's, let's take this up a notch. 200 runs of the score. Yeah, surely. Just the, squeaked the, over 100. The, the score was 313, just yeah. to remind I reckon, I reckon they just squeaked over 113. Okay, um, I'm afraid you're incorrect. Let's wrap up the ante. 250 runs. Surely. Surely. <laughs> Unfortunately not. So... Brighton and Hove beat Eastbourne by 291 runs. They bowled them out for 22. How many innings do you think Eastbourne would have needed to... Well, <laughs> a, a fair few more. A fair few more. That's so, uh, mental. So Matt Macken, superhero of the day, yeah. uh, took a Pfeiffer. And um, a guy called... Was it Michael Wood? Michael Wood. Uh, Matthew Wood. Matthew Wood. And uh, with a bowling average of... Um, what was it? Seven so far this season, was it? Uh, Less than ten, ridiculous. So, uh, I mean, as the Hall of Shames go, I think Brighton goes straight in there. What a 
waste of everyone's time that was. Yeah, they'll turn around and be like, "It's league cricket. We deserved. We deserved it." Like, come on, you, you're playing in England international. Yeah, he only scored fifty, or fifty-one, <laughs> but it's irrelevant. Like, it's just nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. Go and play for Sussex. So, unfortunately, so Brighton not only have the worst ground to play at in the country, as far as I'm concerned, in Neville, Neville Road, um, they're also going straight to the Hall of Shame. You're in the Hall of Shame. Shame on you. If you can't pass through. That's that shame, 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 shame. That's all we've got time for this week, so thank you very much for listening. Um, next week, we uh, will have a match report on I Don't Like Cricket Club. We have a game on Sunday up in Barnet, so I'm sure you'll be looking forward to seeing how we fare. Um, hopefully better than the last time that we played. Um, so thank you very much for me. Uh, goodbye from Ross. Goodbye from Max. And goodbye from me, Robin. The Greatest Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.